Well, I I just have no clue what I'm doing. And as life goes on, Eric, I realize that nobody seems to have any clue what they're doing. And that's the game of life. Is it though? <laughs> I think so. I, at least that makes me feel comfortable knowing that nobody has it figured out. And sometimes we look ahead at the people who we think are doing what we want to be doing or where we want to be. And we're like, they got it all figured out. Do you have it all figured out? Who, me? Yeah, you. Sure I do. All right. Well, we'll discuss all that and more <laughs> right here, right now. PodMax Podcast. Welcome. The Podmax Podcast. I fear I made a big mistake. Uh oh. Um, by that admission, right? You didn't seem to uh, really agree with what I was saying. But let me tell you where I got this from. I'm currently listening on Audible to Russell Brand. Mm -hmm. You know, you like, you love Russell Brand. You know what he's up to. You you know his full scope of what he does. Uh, I know his his accent and 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 his his brand of humor, but yeah, right. You know him as an actor, um, actor. finding Sarah Marshall, get him to the Greek, right? Um, yeah. He's written he's written a few books, um, all talking about his addiction and road to recovery. If you if you follow him on social on Facebook, he is extremely extremely spiritual mm -hmm. and quite intelligent and i just really really vibe with his with his thought of things and uh he came out with a new book it's actually audio audible exclusive so it's not even in print Ooh. form he created this like you know partnership with audible where he created this uh book it's called revelation uh and it's just an audio audible book and i'm listening to it and uh it gave me that that sense of realization that we think everyone else has everything figured out but even our heroes, those that we look up to, they don't know what they're doing half of the time. They're just making it up as they go along. I love this. This is great because this was not planned, folks. You know, we have some sort of plan behind the scenes here. But speaking of giants, speaking of people we look up to, this is going right into our segment in Pro in the Know because we look up to this giant and we'll get into it right in this segment called Pro in the Know. Pro in the Know. What's cool about everything you were saying, Josh, and, and, and obviously we're going to recommend and link whatever we need to link to Russell Brand and his mm. audio exclusive. Now I'm going to have to listen to that like Green Lights, uh, your other recommend. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. But uh, yeah, so we look up to Apple. I know I do. Um, they, they changed my life. Steve Jobs changed my life. And they created something that we're all using and we're all appreciating and maybe not so much appreciating but we leverage this tool we leverage this industry called the podcast industry and yesterday they announced something big in their world maybe not so much in the podcast industry because other people are sort of ahead of them for some strange reason they've created it it's been 15 years since they created podcasts and they don't own the space they do it's debatable but here's what i want to say an article released, Apple sent a press release that says, and I'll just read a few sentences here, Apple leads the next chapter of podcasting with Apple podcast subscriptions. 
major updates to Apple Podcasts make discovering and enjoying podcasts better than ever before. Apple today unveils subscriptions, a global marketplace for listeners to discover premium subscriptions offered by their favorite creators alongside millions of free shows on Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes. Mm -hmm. So, Josh, what does that mean? So starting May, May 1st, 2021, they are going to be in av available in 170 countries offering this premium subscription model that will offer us curated content by creators, ad-free listening, access to additional content, and early or exclusive access to a new series that's launching. So what do you make of this, Josh? Well, I'm I'm not sure. There are so many questions, right? A, what is the price point? Mm -hmm. um, how much? I wonder how it's going to be embraced. Uh, but from a podcast host point of view, is there what's it based on? I wonder, and I'm sure those answers aren't easily accessible. Sort of like the Google al algorithm, right? Like everyone wants to figure out how do I show up high in those search results. Is this going to be a similar deal where it's like as a content creator, as a show host? What can I do, if anything, to get on their good list? What is it based on? Yeah, that, that is always some sort of hack that people in our industry are always trying to figure out. It's always changing, whatever that algorithm is, whatever the things that we can do or control on our end in order to uh, be featured you know, to to be someone within a certain genre that's highlighted on Apple podcasts and on their main page. Like new and noteworthy was a thing. Exactly. So I think that this is going to change things um, a, a bit. I, I the, the, the challenge I have with Apple is I want them to do what they I want them to lead in the industry that they've created. And they do in certain aspects. They, they, I think Spotify just passed them um, in terms of how many listeners use their platform. So here, I'll read this. Mm -hmm. uh, for the first time, this is this is from eMarketer. For the first yeah. time, Spotify's US podcast listenership will overtake Apple podcasts, according to eMarketer. This year, 28.2 million people will listen to podcasts on Spotify monthly, while Apple is 28 million. So they just mm. lost their share in the game they created. And I'm rooting for Apple and I'm rooting for Spotify. I mean, competition's good. Mm. But as Josh mentioned, it's always a challenge as a creator for us to understand how, I mean, we don't want to hack. We want to earn what, mm. we, what we get, right? Mm -hmm. We. I don't want to cut corners. I don't want to cheat the system, but I do want to be discovered. And I'm hoping that this in Apple and what they're creating, they're figuring out the biggest pain point in the podcast industry is discoverability. Is it not, Josh? Yeah. And now as an Android user, I love my Google Pixel phone for several years now. Um, I don't have the ability for Apple Podcasts on my phone. I don't have that built in. I have the Google Podcast app, which there's so much irony that in these conversations, we rarely talk about Google podcasts. I mean, they are a search engine and yet they're not really, I don't know if they're not dedicating time to that, or maybe they are or will, but Spotify is certainly doing their thing. So that's where I find myself. If I hear of someone's podcast and they link to Apple, I'm like, great. Now I got to look it up either on Spotify or the Google, the Google app. So yeah.
Yeah, so more to come. You know, Apple didn't release a ton of details. We got a ton of questions. So just know that Apple is finally uh, paying attention to the creation that they've kicked off 15 years ago. And uh, they, they understand and appreciate that what uh, the creators are doing and what the listenerships have grown into, uh, that it's a place that they need to start you know, putting money and time and energy and R&D into you know, research and development. So uh, hmm. this is all good. You know, Spotify has been, you know, staking their claim and it's only a matter of time. I knew it would be only a matter of time until Apple stepped up to the plate and said, yeah, we're going to we're going to come back in here and, uh, you know, Godzilla versus Kong type of stuff here. So this is yeah, going to be and, fun. To watch. And it's going to continue as the days and the months go on. There's going to be a lot of push and pull, give and take, trying of things and seeing what works. And as long as we could, as creators, uh, keep our eye and ears on the pulse, you know, we'll, we'll continue to do what makes the most sense because there are so many avenues and outlets as content creators that you need to be focusing on. Uh, Eric and I were a guest yesterday together on Kathy Sharp Ross's show. And we were talking about uh, this very thing about just the different avenues of where the industry is going and what it means to business owners and brands and corporations and solo entrepreneurs. And across the board right now, everybody would benefit from having a show. But then Kathy brought up the question, where is the ROI or how do you make sense of it all? There are just so many moving parts to, to bringing a podcast to your brand and getting it out. Yeah, absolutely. So stay tuned. Apple's here and they're here to stay and we're here to watch. And as Josh said, um, you know, we, we want to know what's in it for us as creators. Uh, I know they're catering heavily towards the listeners. Um, and that community, obviously much, much bigger, um, but they need to also give us the tools in, to, in order to succeed and continue supporting this industry. So, yeah, let's let's move on. There you go. Build it and they will come. Let's do it. Build it and they will come. This past Friday, we had our 12th PodMax main event and uh, it was it was a success on many, many levels, personal for the business, for the individuals. I'm guessing for Eric, too, who went through as a guest. Larry Roberts was in the co-hosting seat with me for the day. Eric, let's start there for a minute. What was it like? What was the difference? What was the takeaway? We knew going into it that you're going to experience it from the guest point of view, sort of like an undercover boss getting some intel, bringing it back to the base. What have we learned? In a nutshell, I get the hype. I, I understand the love and attention that it's getting. Um, Although I said, you know, I'm coming at it from a different perspective because I know what's going on behind the scenes. I know the team. I know what it takes. So I appreciate a lot more than most. But I also see the things that other people don't notice, the cracks, you know, mm. that um, aren't gaping holes, which thankfully. But it was it was awesome to come in as a guest. It was great to to get the emails. It was great to sort of um, be, be in front of the scenes to, to see what it looks like from a client's perspective and journey. So I, I loved how the team communicated to, you know, with me 
prior days, weeks before, uh, sharing my schedule and seeing who I'm going to be having conversations with, you know, the, the, the podcasts that I, I was going to guest on, um, having to research those guests prior to the event. Uh, to be honest, I was nervous. You know, I was a little nervous. I didn't know what to expect. Um, you know, I didn't know how the conversations were going to go. I would research, I'd listen, I'd, I'd, I'd watch their other content. The podcasters reached out to me, which was fantastic. Uh, you know, Hey, you know, looking forward to having the conversation, you know, how can I help you? So it's, it's great to see the community as it grows and even the new people coming into mm. the fold. Uh, these were people that I had never met before. You know, I assumed that I would be on podcasts, uh, you know, from people that I know and love already. No, these were all brand new podcasters. Uh, so that was probably a little bit of the nerves, but it was really cool to see them sort of have strings of our DNA. It was cool. They're like, how can I serve? How can I best, uh, you know, tell your story? So they got it. I don't know if they just came in with that or if we fostered that through communications and forms and all the stuff that we do with them. So yeah, that, that was pretty interesting. It's, it, it is interesting because is, are you finding that from the entrepreneur business owner point of view, is it, is it like a no brainer for, any entrepreneur to as as much as they can as any way they can to experience the product and service from the client's point of view yeah i think any business owner is going to benefit depending on their goals so we all have different goals we're all in different stages of our life and business so this one in particular was pretty cool because for me i'm modifying and tweaking my main story josh and i work together it's funny because you know the cobbler's kids have no shoes josh and i don't we coach everyone on their story and getting clear on their message but we don't often review and rehearse to each other. So we took that time out one day and he gave me amazing feedback. I went back, I, I started to revisit and take notes and scratch things out and put things in. And um, I got to test drive it. So that's the cool thing. Like if you're someone that's told their story multiple times um, and you want to do it live and test it out and see, how does this play? Well, I, I, I realized this was a really cool work in progress sort of playground for me because first episode, second episode, third episode, it got better and better mm. and better. My story got tighter and tighter. And I started to figure things out as I went along because it was new to me. I, I Maybe I sort of did it subconsciously because I wanted it to be new and I wanted it to feel exciting. But yeah, that's a, that's that's one avenue and one benefit that I did not foresee. There's um, the part that I love is you just spoke about one, two, and three episodes, obviously talking about during the course of our PodMax event day, which flies by, by the way, I always feel the need to reiterate that because on paper, we have an eight hour agenda virtually, and that could be a little daunting, but a hundred percent of the time, everybody in the room says the day just flies by because uh, we continue to figure out how to hone, nurture, and improve every minute of each hour to make it feel that way. So one of the things I love getting the feedback from the guests is that they're booked on three shows that we facilitate and help you record on three different shows uh, during the day. And I, I started hearing recently that some of the guests go into it thinking that, 
all right, well, I guess I'm just going to wind up telling back to back to back the same stories, having the same discussion. Rarely is somebody on, first of all, on three shows, like out in the wild during your day to day. It's probably rare that you're going to be a guest on three shows in one day. Two is is probably more likely, but still few and far between uncommon. I was actually a guest yesterday on two shows, which is pretty cool and interesting. But three shows, your your question might be like, well, I'm just going to have the same conversation. But right, Eric, just it's it's one of the things I love about the industry is that you're talking to a different person, yet you're the same person, but you're having just a different conversation. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's... Um... You know, the first analogy that comes to mind is like, uh, you know, I'm on the sidelines and, you know, uh, a Daytona 500 car picks me up and it's like, yeah, I'm going to give you a little f race around the track, sit in the passenger seat. Well, there's no passenger seats in those type of cars, but, you know, you go around, you experience something. It's a different driver. It's a different type of car. It's a different type of track. And then you get out and then you go to another one. There's a monster truck that comes along. It's like, hey, get on in, man. We're going to hit the <laughs> we're going to hit the track. And we're going to and you're like, whoa, this feels totally different. I, I mean, I'm in a car. I'm still moving along. I'm having a conversation, having fun, enjoying the scenery. But yeah, every single person has a different personality, a different cadence, different vibe to their show. And you never even know really what's expected. Even if you listen to the shows, mm. you know, the differences from the shows that you're listening to in your research to being on the major difference is you're on it. <laughs> so you have a major influence on what's happening. So it's pretty yeah. cool. Um, and the conversations just flow. Like everyone that comes in, I don't know if it's just the industry itself or we just select amazing podcasters, but it's never difficult. Um, it's always fun and everyone learns, you know, from both sides. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. Speaking of learning, one of the things that we implemented a few events ago on that note is empowering the hosts with a guest feedback form. It's a handful of general questions that the hosts fill out. Uh, after they interview the guest, giving them feedback, honest, relevant, tangible feedback on what worked, what sounded great, what did you take away from it, what can the guest improve on, what should they continue doing, what adjustments would you make? And then we pass those along to the guests on their behalf. And how often are you really able to get that kind of legitimate, tangible, mm. honest, open feedback from your podcast interviews? I don't think often. If ever. Yeah. I've never been on a show where they gave me feedback. <laughs> They're like, still like, yeah, it was great. Great job, man. Talk yeah, to yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. So I, I, it would be a crime if we didn't mention the amazing keynotes that we have, you know, Matt and Joe from hustle and Flowchart always bring it. I mean, just a fire hose of information and uh, just, just value that they bring to our community. I mean, they, they crushed it and just talked about, you know, amazing things that everybody was just like you know, blowing up our chat as usual. And then of course we had John David Mann, uh, you know, the co-author of the go-giver. I mean, I was riveted. I was literally at the edge of my seat um, the entire time. Uh, we didn't necessarily dive into go-giver, which I, I've read uh, multiple times, but uh, we talked about his new book, which is uh, 
learn how to what's it called josh how to write right how to write good good or at least gooder gooder yeah and that was a great deep dive for anyone who's thinking about writing a book writes books like he gave us some insight into how it works from his perspective and collaborating with other writers it was it was gold but i want to talk about a man by the name of in q yes his name is in q and this guy you know, let's let's go right into our next segment and let's discuss InQ. <laughs> Have you ever? So InQ came to us wonderfully from our friend and colleague, uh, Kathy Sharp Ross, who um, InQ is a keynote speaker and he's a spoken word poet. Right. Fantastic, brilliant guy. We trusted Kathy because we were we're always looking for a keynote. Um, we trusted Kathy. And funny enough, he trusted Kathy. So we said, Kathy, who do you know? She said, in Q would probably be best for this spot. We said, who? Fine. Make it happen. That sounds great. So she says, let me reach out to him. And on the same note, she basically said, hey, in Q, I know these guys. They have this event. It's called PodMax. It's something you should do. So I trusted Kathy. He trusted Kathy, not really knowing much about the event, but based on her words and her recommendations said, it'll be good for you. You're going to want to do this. And she connected us and he did it. He wound up coming through because I had an open co-host seat. Larry Roberts uh, led that interview with NQ. Eric? So the question here, and I'll ask it, uses usually mm-hmm. your question, but Josh, have you ever interviewed a guest that caused a little bit of tension throughout the interview? That is that is the question. Whether you're a host or a guest, has there ever been tension between you and your uh, partner on the other side of the mic? Personally, I can't remember a time um, except last Friday. Um, <laughs> now, in in, in in full disclosure. Larry Roberts, we all spoke about this. We have all grown from it. There was nothing, quote unquote, wrong or detrimental about what happened. There's no long lasting effects. In fact, in Q got back to us and adored his time. But there was known aware, for some reason, tension in the dialogue and conversation that happened. Now, this was taking place live in front of uh, 40, 50 people in the room. So it wasn't your standard podcast interview, although it was set up like one with the added benefit of. So what do you do? What can you do? What should you do? What did we experience there, Eric? I have experienced uh, tense interviews. I have experienced someone talking about something that I didn't necessarily want to talk about. it's only happened uh, on rare occasions. One instance, I do remember it heavily being edited and or we just didn't air it. Mm. Uh, so so those were our solutions. I never turned the mic off. I never ended the interview. I know uh, friends of mine who have ended, stopped the interview cold yeah. and said, this isn't working. I apologize. That. Um, you know, nice meeting you, but I don't think this fits the brand and the voice of mm-hmm. our show. Mm-hmm. So that has happened. I've heard that happen. I have never personally done that. Now, the big difference, as you pointed out, with the situation at PodMax, and I welcomed this as a spectator. I'm a big Howard Stern fan, and I love tension. 
especially live tension. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? And that was not a part of the Podmax experience ever before. Mm -hmm. It's always roses and unicorns and love. And I thought this was interesting because I was like, this is different. This feels weird, but not in a bad way. There was a little bit of conflict. Um, and, and, and that's a strong word. It was really uh, taking a deeper dive I felt and personally from a viewer into Larry Roberts. Now, um, I know our team talked about it and it was more on the other side that, you know, maybe in Q was out of line. Who knows? It depends on who the individual, everyone filters information differently. So I saw something where in Q is questioning certain topics or words that Larry was using. I mean, he's a poet, right? His words are his ammunition. Uh, and Larry uh, was, for me, it felt like he was learning. Like he was like, no, tell me the answer because I need to know. Larry Roberts needs to know. How do I get on the spiritual journey? And that's how I was taking it. So I was like with Larry and like ending Q and waiting and hoping for the wall to break so that there was an aha moment for someone. So yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah. After the event, again, this is not ever outside of Larry's ear. We, we've spoken to Larry and he shared and we all spoke about it intently um, several times after the event, including right after the event. We usually debrief as a team for 20 or 30 minutes and 20 or 30 of those minutes was just about <laughs> the in moment. So think about that. One could say what they want about NQ and the way he handled it. Should he, shouldn't he, did he, didn't he, what was up, what was down, what's the difference? But we're talking about him. And we're still talking about it. Mission accomplished. I mean, he, he, he dominated true. our thoughts after the event our team as usually we huddle and we figure things out and we try to correct what's wrong and fix what's needs fixing or may, you know, double down on what's working. Uh, we, we spent the majority of the time, as Josh said, talking about this conversation that Larry had within Q and it's continuing. Here we are almost a week later, still talking about it. So good or bad. I mean, there's something that, that, that needs to be paid attention to, uh, the fact that in Q stepped up as his full self. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing is, what is your full self, right? We can go deep. We can go meta on this. You know, I'm different every day. I, I document through audio. I don't, I don't journal. I, I, I speak it just it's faster. It works for me. Mm -hmm. And when I journal or do my audio journal in the morning versus at the end of the day, and I listen back two totally different people, completely different person having the conversation with myself. So who knows who we were visiting in the middle of NQ's day. I'm sure he would have been different at 9 a.m. that day, different at 5 p.m. that day. You know, I'm, I'm not sure about that. What I think, I mean, yeah, possibly, but I think the thing that would have maintained, that did maintain, that we spoke about, we were like, wow, what was happening there? Um, unearthing it, NQ was simply honest AF, right? He was so... <laughs> honest with himself, with who he is, with his beliefs. He didn't sugarcoat anything. Mm -hmm. He was, I mean, magnificently brilliant in his skill, talent, and ability uh, as a spoken word poet. That's clear. 
and just in his dialogue, he was just true to himself. And it's mind boggling that mm. he is and has accomplished, like you pointed out, exactly what anybody wants. What does Gary V talk about? What's what's currency? Attention, period. Get attention any which way, right? Hollywood coined for 100 years already. There's no such thing as bad press or publicity. We're still talking about in queue. So every single person listening <laughs> is like, I got to look up this guy. Yeah. I got to listen to this interview. I got to find out what I don't know. We are mission accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. A anyone who's come through PodMax, I'm not sure if you have access to this, but it is in our vault. It is there. It is accessible to those who are in the room who wants to rewatch, review. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, it is not open to the public. You have to come through PodMax. Uh, so that's that's how it works. But yeah, it's it was good stuff. I, I, I for the first time felt like an audience member in a stadium when he was performing. So that was pretty cool. Um, and I appreciated wow. his talent very much. Um, I'm not a poet. Uh, you, know, you know, deaf jam poetry was like my closest sort of experience to that on television. But um, I never really experienced it live before. And yeah, mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. So with all that, yeah, in queue, we got a lot of stock in in queue here. And uh, but let's recap what happened today. We talked about pro in the know segment, how Apple finally stepping up to the plate and creating a podcast subscription service with curated content, ad free listening, access to additional content and access to a series or exclusive series first. And then we talked about how in what build it and they will come. come. Yeah. We were talking about our PodMax event and Eric going through from the client side and what you could learn, how important that is, what it means, and just how to keep everything you're doing flowing smoothly as an entrepreneur and business person. And then we segued into Have You Ever? And yeah, we talked about Have You Ever Had a Guest that created some tension, or we, as we were playfully uh, talking behind the scenes about it as fun tension. Uh, so I don't know where that came from. We thought NQ said it, but I don't think he did. It just sort of came to be. But yeah, have you ever had a guest that caused a little tension during the interview? And how did you handle it? Hmm. So uh, yeah. Before we move on to the uh, the final approach, descending approach here, I want to get into the comments. <laughs> and uh, Mitch Slater, always good. I'm so glad you, you we're now connected. You're in our world. There's so much I know where we're going to see and do together. Whoa. You brought up Howard Stern and he wrote, I was Howard's intern at DC 101 in 1981. Oh, the stories. I'm sure some of the things that you experienced firsthand, we only saw through the movie Private Parts, right? <laughs> I can imagine. But he was the master at uh, this kind of entertainment, right? Which, you know, love him or hate him, we all need elements of. I mean, he created the term shock jock, right? WNBC. I mean, yeah, it's fabulous. I mean, he he's, he's the godfather of all yeah. things audio and radio to me. So, yeah, good stuff. Oh, look at that. I was there the day Robin first showed. Oh, history. Like in the uh, like in the movie. Again, we only yes. know from the movie where, where she showed up and he just started having those like, conversation with her, putting yeah. her on the spot and like coaxing her through it right? she was there to do the weather right yeah <laughs> become a better interviewer exactly traffic uh, and weather maybe wow amazing good yeah. stuff mitch we got to get you on the show and we gotta we gotta talk all things howard that'd be fun 
But yeah, folks, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Before we part, you know, obviously subscribe, find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, all the wonderful platforms that you know and love. And then also stay tuned and subscribe to On Air Brands podcast. And we're going to bring the hosts up to tell us what the heck's to expect. It's Todd Genitasio, Amber Furman, the host of the On Air Brands Live Show. Team, team Larry all day. Team Larry all day. <laughs> oh, look, the three of us have OAB shirts on. Sorry, Amber, we got to get you feeling a little you bit. You clearly uh, do. I feel a little um, left out here. <laughs> We're gonna, we'll take care of you. That's amazing. I love Lady it. Lady and gentlemen, talk to us. Well, speaking of tension, you know, everyone <laughs> is... Everyone is a super fan of Simon Sinek's Start With Why, right? Everybody mm. loves this. Mm-hmm. I personally think it's bull. Ooh. And oh, wow. The language. Uh, the language. And today, Amber and I are going to dive into what makes a good why and how how and when to use different types of whys. And she actually has why on the no-no list for some of the stuff that she does. So that's the stuff we're talking Ew. about today. Um on the On Air Brand Show, onairbrands.com slash show for everybody to come over and check out the, the episode today. What does that mean, Amber's got something on the no-no list? The well, word why. I mean, my no-no list, right? Yeah. No. Um, here's the thing, and we'll dig into this more in the episode, but I did a podcast episode about a year ago about why I eliminated the word why from the majority of my of my vocabulary. And I actually mentioned Simon Sinek in that because I absolutely love his concept. And from an NLP standpoint, the language fails. And, you know, part of the reason for that is like, we ask why, and we start looking for stories. And then your mind starts making stuff up instead of um, really answering the questions that you need to have answered. You end up wondering whether the answers you're giving yourself are real or not. Mm. But before we dive in too deep, we're saving that for the show. So guys, check us out over (laughs) there. But having a strong why is definitely the key to growing a successful podcast or show of any kind and a successful business. So that's what we're going to be unraveling. And uh, and Amber's got the master science behind all that stuff too. Do we know the episode number for anyone listening to this show? It will be season three, episode three. Love it. And Amazing. then hopefully we'll put that uh, link or as Rob says, John into the show notes. <laughs> and, and anybody uh, tuning in uh, the very next PodMax, I know we try to keep these evergreen, but we have to uh, mention go to podmax.co yeah. for the next date on the calendar. If you want to experience the tension ah. that is pod. <laughs> it's, it's the new. tension episode, right? It's a te- I, I also want to put something out there that I can't believe we've gone. How I, I'm not keeping track how many episodes we're in here, which episode this is bad on me, but we never give this away. And we have to start putting this in, go to master class at mm. the end of podmax.co slash masterclass for some free goodies. The way people that- usually say it is go to podmax.co slash masterclass. Thank you. <laughs> Instead of go to masterclass the- at the end of podmax.co. Yeah. There you go. Brilliant. All of that, everything I said in a URL. But yes, podmax.co slash masterclass. That is our free content for you to clarify your message and jump into the four C's, uh, which I'll put myself on the spot. That is clarity, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, community. Mm connection and collaboration. So if you want to know more about that and how you do it, 
yeah, go into podmax.co slash masterclass or just masterclass and at the end of podmax.co, whichever works for you. <laughs> and inquiring minds want to know for um, us people who missed out on podmax this last oh. Friday and feel awful. Like the, I felt like I was having the shakes the entire time because it's the first one I've missed in the virtual Ever. setting. Yeah. When Ever. is the next podmax so that Ooh, I can June, make that happen? Uh, June 11th. June Ooh. 11, yeah. June 1, right. 1. Block your calendar. So if you go to .co after you type Podmax, <laughs> you'll get the info for that. Or just go to podmax.co. I love it. They don't make it that easy. Yeah. Do you guys think that is Podmax an appropriate reason to tell a judge I can't be in court? I think it is. I think, you know, I should be able to say, like, I can't do this, guys. Sorry, there's more important things. we got to move this. We have uh, had someone yeah. attend Podmax from a wedding, I believe. Oh. Right? Someone was at a wedding and was, yeah. still, was on the call still. So I, you know, right. I see no reason we can't jump into the courtroom as well. I, I like it. You know, if if I got to be here, you know, so do Josh and Eric. So <laughs> yeah, that would that be amazing. amazing getting yeah. a judge on a show. That would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Your Honor, <laughs> <laughs> can it be Fred Quinn? Can it be Fred Quinn? Oh, God. Oh, Fred Quinn. <laughs> I know. To youths, <laughs> to the youths, the youths. Uh, what we should have a whole show you guys, not? I had to watch that movie the other day just because of our conversation. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't get it out of my head, and it is just as good as I ever remember. Yeah, yeah it, it does hold up. I was going to say we should have Amber on a show where we just have her from the attorney's side break <laughs> down how she feels about. My cousin Vinny. <laughs> yeah, um, I love my cousin Vinny. That would be a very boring episode because it would just be a love fest. Yeah. We could do that. Let's my cousin it. Vinny is, isn't it the reason why you became a lawyer, Amber? <laughs> no, it is definitely not, but I'm sure Joe Pesci would like it to be. No, um, I found it after um, I decided to go to law school, but or I probably is, watched uh, it before, but yeah, he's Josh. He's one of your neighbors down there. Isn't he? Over yeah, I was going to say he's, he's in Jersey somewhere. Of yeah. course. I think he's by, I think he might be in your town. Near Bon Jovi, I think. Yeah, yeah. There you oh, go. Yeah. It, it's certainly in Monmouth County somewhere, right? Yeah. Hello, Monmouth County. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And everyone, this was officially our off the rails segment. Yes. <laughs> Just you. remember, go to.co and then masterclass, but remember to put in podmatch in the dot. All I know for the past three minutes, I keep looking out of the window <laughs> saying, when are they going to land this bird? Uh, <laughs> we're circling Newark Airport over and I over. It's my favorite part of the plane ride. My absolute favorite part of the plane ride. You know, normally, normally I, I frown upon people clapping when the plane lands, but I think for today we, oh, we need oh, to do it. So. Are you one of those? Well, Who's one of those? Please say in the comments. Back. People clap now. We're bringing it back. Yes. Yeah, and it's today amazing. Because this was, this was a crash landing, so I yes. think it's worth an applause. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing that that website is um, scrolling on the bottom of the screen because I'm sure that nobody has any idea what we've said for the last two <laughs> yeah. minutes yeah. yeah love it folks so you have tuned in and you have appreciated and loved the podmax podcast and now make sure you go right into the on-air brands podcast with ja todd jod todd Jod-ed. and amber Jod-ed. thanks for tuning in as always we hope we added some value in your life today we'll speak to you next week welcome to the podmax podcast.